Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Maria No and Ray Dugray. Maria and Ray are the hosts and executive producers of the Las Vegas Celebrity Talk series, The Strip Live, and founders of Vegas Net Media and VIPNetMedia.com, where they feature on-camera interviews with influential people from around the world. They have personally interviewed and showcased hundreds of top celebrities, entrepreneurs, and industry experts, including Stevie Wonder, Donald Trump, Tony Bennett, Sir Richard Branson, Kevin Costner, The Kardashian, Joe Jonas, and even Bart Simpson. Today, we're going to talk about on-camera star power and how to look and sound like a pro on camera. We'll learn what works from Maria and Ray's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some people miss the mark. Maria and Ray, welcome. Thank you so much, Stacy, for having us. And Stacy, you are a star. We've been to your website. We know the work that you're doing. Yeah. Rock star, amazing. Well, thank you. You know, you again did not need to sell yourself into me now. Maybe a week ago, begging, pleading, but you know, hey, it's all good. It's a little sad, isn't it? <laughs> it's all great. So what got you to today to be here? How did you end up getting on the hottest red carpets in Vegas, as well as on the West Coast, the East Coast? I mean, you all have content that is filmed everywhere with some really high profile individuals. Well, we are married. So just to keep the peace, I say ladies first. I'll let Maria start and tell that story. Well... Stacy, I wish I can say it was an easy road, but it's been extremely challenging, um, although I would say it's been worth it. So about 15 years ago, we were living a very stable, comfortable, great, easygoing life. Ray was a retired paramedic who moved over to fire. Uh, he also ran an EMS and health and safety training company in Canada. So I was helping him promote and run um, events for that. He was also speaking and traveling all over the world. Well, I had to go and open my big fat mouth and say, Ray, I've had a dream all these years. And I shared the dream that was to interview some of the biggest names, celebrities, um, entrepreneurs on how they became successful. Well, we had no broadcasting background. And mind you, we were in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. So really not a lot of celebrity opportunities <laughs> to be interviewing people, right? So he said to me, you know what? you're a U.S. citizen. We, you know, I'm a Canadian. We can go anywhere. So we did a research. So we ended up in Las Vegas. And let me tell you, with a lot of knocking on doors, getting, you know, phones hung up on me right, left, and center, I finally was able to get us on Vegas TV, which is a local television station here. And we started taping our shows over at Planet Hollywood. Um, every month bringing in entrepreneurs and then eventually moving over to celebrity red carpets because we actually had a lot of the, the locals, uh, local PR agencies contact us and say, hey, we'd like to have our, our talent on your show. And that's really how it started. 
And from there, we have not stopped. Um, and it was very challenging in that, you know, we often joke that we were sitting, one of our, our biggest interviews with the sit-down interview, we were sitting with Stevie Wonder. And at the time, we couldn't even afford a cup of coffee. So I was praying that he didn't ask us to go out to eat because we didn't have any money to go out to eat. Is that crazy? <laughs> that is quite the story. And yeah. so how did you decide on Vegas instead of New York or L.A.? Well, we, Ray and I, we actually, we honeymooned here, um, believe it or not, just because we were really busy in, in a travel schedule. And we started researching the area and we just loved it for what we wanted to do recreational wise. And at the time, uh, it still is, uh, I'm just gonna be honest, the cost of living is way cheaper than California yes. <laughs> and the taxes. So from the practical point, you know, point of view, anything yeah, to well, add? The the truth of the matter, Stacy, is that that aspect of it was very strategic. Mm -hmm. We did do our research and we thought if we were going to have a show, it would be great to have it sort of at the epicenter of entrepreneurship in the world. That was the whole thing. So we thought where would be a good location for it? And the reality is, is people from all over the world come to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to access the content. But there was also the lifestyle component. We really wanted to make sure that our business didn't become all corporate and something funky that really didn't serve us. We really wanted it to be about a mom and pop kind of business that just we get to do really cool stuff and, and, and live a really interesting life, which we do. But I do want to make sure that people understand the underlying message of this story is because people want to know, they kind of want to know the, the blueprint. Like if, if I was going to do that, what would it look like? And the truth is it's totally not duplicatable. If, if there's anything that I would suggest that people do, if you're going to take away something, this is really just about giving up security. <laughs> Again, Maria mentioned it, you know, I was a professional firefighter. I had a pension. If I stayed long enough, I would, we had a great income. The business was doing well. But Maria planted a seed about a dream, and it's not like I jumped in and said, oh, yeah, let's do that. That's such a great idea. But it, she planted the seed, and it percolated in me, and I got to a point in my life where I said, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just do it. And it was scary. It was risky. And if, if there is a message, I would say, if you have a dream, folks, roll the dice. Go for it. And it and it was, it's been a tough journey. It hasn't been easy for us. But I think I'll come to the point at my life, at the end of my life, where someone's going to ask me, do you have any regrets? Are there things that you would do differently? I'd say, yeah, there's things I'd do differently. But I'd have no regrets for going, for not going for it. I mean, or I mean, for going for it and risking it yeah. all. And there was tremendous losses on, along the way and also tremendous gains. Well, you know, whether or not you meant to launch yourself into the perfect place that I would say mm -hmm. for where you actually have been able to achieve your dreams. I have done PR in Vegas. I have had clients going out there. I have had stores opening for brands. It is not the highest media city. It's not that there, there are media outlets fighting for every story. In fact, as you said, that people were knocking on your door saying, hey, would you do this interview? Mm -hmm. There are so select few good people and outlets to work in Vegas that y'all, because you were good, 
major selves the go-to for getting some A-list talent that would have been really difficult to get in front of, most likely, in a New York or a Los Angeles setting. Mm -hmm. Stacy, so. after we jumped into this and did the V Theater thing at Planet Hollywood, took my entire uh, retirement income, sold our home, took every cent that we we had and, and, and put it into the show, and in a matter of um, two months, lost it all. <laughs> lost, lost the show, lost everything, our retirement income, everything. And we, we said, okay, well, <laughs> now we know what doesn't work. <laughs> But the universe has a way of making things work out in the end. So we were put in a position to, to really do the only thing that we could do. And that was red carpet interviews because we tried to be like an Oprah-like talk show. We tried to do it big budget. And again, that didn't work. It was disastrous. We didn't know what we were doing and everything was wrong about it. But the good thing is, is we said, well, we have to continue. The problem is we don't have any money, but what we did has have, we had a, a few A-list celebrities under our belt. Mm -hmm. And Maria just basically became a pit bull at that point, started calling people, started calling PR agents, and name dropped, name dropped like crazy. And that was enough to get us into the next red carpet. Mm -hmm. And then we got another, another big league, big name interview. Yeah. And then we use that and we just, we call that stacking, by the way, in our mentorship program, we teach how to stack successes. It's really just stacking successes. And, and it's not about being deceptive because you really are presenting yourselves bigger than you really are. You're not lying to people. What you're doing is you're just shining light on some really great stuff that you've done. You don't tell all the war stories. You talk about the great things that are going on and it gets you your next interview and in your next and then presto, over a decade later, we've interviewed over a thousand celebrities on the red carpet alone. And that just came from that formula. We call it an ABC formula. It's really simple, but it's extremely effective. It's just A is associations. Who do you know? Who can you get access to? That's another A, access. B is brand. How are you showing up? What's your curb appeal? Just like a, a realtor, I'm just going to bring someone to a home. The very first thing they're going to see is they're going to pull up to the curb and they're going to see maybe your website. They're going to maybe see your podcast. They're going to see an interview of you. What's your curb appeal like? So we, 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 we encourage anybody, if you don't have good curb appeal on your brand, we'll fix it. Go to someone like Stacy. She'll help you out. You mm -hmm. get, get the curb appeal done. And then the last, the C is credibility. Well, again, once you have one interview or one podcast on your belt, and it's got some credibility behind it, use it, stack it, drop names, and continue to move that machine forward. And then it becomes a force. Yeah, and that works across anything. That works across getting press. That works across getting new business deals. That works across any type of relationship that you want to level up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, exactly what Ray was saying about the association. And remember, we didn't have any Hollywood connections. Yeah. We didn't have the broadcasting, the big network, or even at the time, we didn't, because it was around 2007. So social media wasn't as hot as it is now, not like a mandatory thing now. And we didn't have the following. So I think anybody out there who is thinking about, you know, being in business or they're kind of looking at their marketing strategies, just know that you don't need to have all your ducks in a row. 
in order to be successful. You need to have a plan, you need to go after it, you need to be, you know, as Ray was saying, the ABC formula, mm -hmm. that all helps. But in the end is if you have that, you know, whether it's a dream, you wanna call it a dream, or that plan that you wanna execute, just don't let yourself be the reason why you didn't do it. Agreed. And you guys are a good example. You know, you did something, you took a chance, you failed, you learned a lot from that, but then you pivoted. Yeah. And the pivoting in life is what matters. True. And we still fail on a daily basis, <laughs> but that is the success formula. And that's what a lot of people don't teach. We look at failure as a bad thing, but failure is wonderful because if we didn't fail with the V theater, we would have never have pursued the red carpet thing. It was just because of the failure. Fail forward, fail fast. If you're going after your dream, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of courage. And I empathize with anybody out there that says, yeah, but I've got a family and I need security. I understand. I'm not telling everybody go quit your job and start a business right now. You do want to make sure that if you are going to make a major life change that you have strategy behind it. And that's why there's business coaches out there. They'll help you make those kind of really tough life changing decisions and they'll help you through when you fall. And Oh, by the way, newsflash, you will fall. <laughs> and again, but you will rise too. And you can, you can really um, appreciate those successes when they come. And hopefully you want to look back on your life and say, I took some major chances, but wow, it's been really, it's been a cool ride. It has been a cool ride for us. Yeah, that's good. Well, Stacey, you're talking about pivoting and that's exactly where we are, especially during uh, this time where everyone mm -hmm. is kind of, you know, down with, with COVID-19 and everything that's happening. Well, we had to pivot. And even though we were doing a one-on-one -on -one version of helping entrepreneurs and um, authors and speakers really get comfortable in front of the camera and mm -hmm. interviewing, well, during this time, as you know, it seems like everyone <laughs> is on Zoom, is on, and it, I'm like screaming, and like even today, I had a little bit of tech issue in my office, so I jumped over here with Ray, you know, in order to, to uh, keep going with the podcast, but I'm looking at some of the simple things that can really elevate one's brand, and I think you would, you would understand, coming from a brand agency, if you are if you are positioned already as a high level brand and then you're going on zoom to deliver a meeting and we see clutter in the background, we see, you know, all sorts of mess, you're going to be like, you know, it's kind of nice to get an inside, you know, look at somebody's life, but that was a little too much, you know, yes. do you agree with that? Oh, I think that, you know, we can say that all of those little images on zoom where people aren't wearing pants or they take the zoom in with them to go to the bathroom are those <laughs> life moments that never should be revealed to anyone else. So, I mean, and then we saw that this as an opportunity, right? That, um, of course, we've been in front of the camera. We've been conducting Zoom trainings um, on, you know, Skype, whatever, everything um, in terms of being in front of the camera. And all of a sudden, people were coming forward and say, hey, can you help me set up um, my conference or my backdrop? Or can I wear this color? Or what do you think of that? So that's why we started to really help people um, what we call on-camera star power, you know, how to look like and sound like a pro on camera. And... That's what I would love to, you know, I think some of your, your audience may be interested in how do they look and sound yeah. um, like they're best on camera. That's why you're here. Yeah. You happen to go into a whole story of pivoting and failing and finding success, which I think all of our listeners also can get great benefit from. But yes, I would love to have everyone learn, including myself, 
how to improve your presence on camera because it's not easy and it does not come naturally to everyone. No. Okay. So, well, I, you know, yeah, I'll jump in. I hope I don't want this to sound like a big training workshop, <laughs> so I'm not going to get into folks. There are a lot of tips that we can throw at you right now. And I'm really, that's not my intention. Uh, we will give you something that you can take away from this where you can get all those tips and uh, you can go and make yourself look a lot better on camera. And I say that with a smile on my face. No, I say that laughing my head off because I don't know if you, if you, if you're listening to this right now and you have not yet watched the SNL skit on zoom, it, it yes. just, have you okay. seen that Stacey? The one, well, I watched the last three episodes that they all did on remote and they did quite a few on zoom. So I'm not sure which one it is, no, got, I'm, but I I'm guarantee you've seen it. I'm talking about an actual mock parody of all the things that you could do wrong on Zoom. So if you okay. just go and Google it, just Google SNL. It's hilarious. And just SNL Zoom, you'll come across this. It, it's, a, it's a skit of a, a corporate group that are coming on for yes. their very first <laughs> Zoom meeting. I did see it. And, With two they, primary characters that have been, re, been there before. And, oh, yeah. And the... the, the the hilarious thing about that is we have a checklist that covers all the things you should do and not do. And they covered the majority of the information in that humor. skit. So I laughing my head off when I saw that because we are currently working with a VIP team that's basically taking them from never going on camera to what we promise. And we say how to look and sound like a pro on camera in 90 days. So we're at the halfway point right now and the transformation has been amazing to see. So for us, it's very rewarding to see people actually improve to mm -hmm. that degree. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take some of the tips that I believe are the biggest marketing mistakes, since that's Perfect. the focus of this podcast. Perfect. I'd like to just show you, and we're not talking about a 90-day transformation with what you're gonna receive today, we're talking literally an hour because you'll be able to go and make these changes. And when you do your next Zoom meeting, it's going to be a whole lot better. I'm not going to say pro my next or my next podcast. There you go. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Okay. So we use, a, we use an acronym called BLAST. If you want to remember that, it's have a blast on your next webcast, podcast, livecast, broadcast, or any cast, it doesn't matter. The principles are the same. So let's break it down. I'm just gonna give you an overview and then I'll throw in a few killer tips that you can take away. So B of blast is be, just be. And what that means is be yourself. We often have interviews with some very notable influencers that are hitting the stage on a regular basis. They're, what, they're household names, they're celebrity but they don't do a lot of camera work. And we cannot believe how different a personality changes once you put someone on camera, even though they've been on stage in front of thousands of people. And the reason is, is because there's something that happens when you go on camera, especially if you're looking at yourself. One of the things that, you ha that happen and the difference between coffee talk shop, I mean, coffee shop talk <laughs> versus a presentation on camera is you actually go from your heart to your head immediately. Mm -hmm. You go into head thinking. The moment you're in head thinking, 
everything gets thrown out of whack. Your messaging is out of whack. Your body language is out of whack. Everything, facial expressions, everything is funky. So what I encourage people to do is think about the B part as being present. Just be present. Don't think about which buttons to push on your podcast to get the recording. If you have an assistant, do all that. But really, really, if you're a host, focus on your guest. If you're a guest, focus on your host. And that's the only thing you should be focused on other than your message. That's the thing. Focus on your message. But the, really, the B is be yourself, be present, and believe in yourself. This is about confidence. Believe in yourself. And, and what, you, what you can do to really help you believe in yourself is practice doing more and more interviews, more podcasts, more webcasts, more live casts, all that. Okay, so that's B. I'm gonna, I spent a little more time on B because that's where the huge transformation can occur in people. If they just remember that, they can go on to their next whatever and be themselves. Okay, the next is L. This is how to look like a pro on camera. Simplest tip I can give you here, just get yourself a better webcam. We're talking like 50, 100 bucks. Just get yourself a better webcam other than the one that's maybe on your laptop or on your, your, if you're using your phone. Mm -hmm. But just take a look at the image and you say, can that be improved? And that's, you know, that, that would be huge. Just a better piece of technology. Mm -hmm. But another one, and this is, you'll, you'll laugh at this, Stacy. And anybody who has heard this tip, once they learn this tip, they they can no longer watch interviews without some kind of smile on their face because it is about positioning your eyes at the upper third mark on your frame. The right. upper Looking down here is not a good idea. Yeah. Your head belly at the bottom. Belly buttons are not a good plan. No belly head buttons. at the bottom in the middle. In the middle is the really funny one is where you got, you know, this head floating right in the middle or like seriously up close that, you know, those are signs of an amateur and no offense to uh my mother-in-law on that one <laughs> <laughs> and millions of other people i, I that think, are I think most moms quite frankly yeah. i mean we, we have mastered through covid having my mom figure out how to sign into the zoom call although it's always a little questionable <laughs> each time but then there's a lot of pictures like off yes. the side, little <laughs> side faces and then i'm like mom that's your, yeah. that's your forehead I can't see your face. Or then, you know, there's a, the Not next shot. So I'm like, I really can't see, see you. <laughs> well, I had to, I actually just coached my mom because, she, you know, when you're, of course, she doesn't have her glasses on, so she's leaning in. If you <laughs> happen to have a shirt, that's, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. mom, you're flashing everyone. Nobody wants yes. to see that right now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Just be conscious of that. So that's mm -hmm. all part of the, the look. Yeah. So that was huge. Just. Uh, again, having a good camera and putting positioning your eyes correctly on the frame mm -hmm. so that people can see you properly. And all you got to do is just look at the pros, watch a news broadcast or a, an interview on TV and see how people are positioned mm -hmm. and model yeah. that. Okay, I think, so... I think one thing to think about, though, for our users, and I know I've experienced this, we're so used to having our laptops right in front of us. Yeah. And that when you're actually doing a video conversation, you need it to be set back a little bit. You don't need to be typing and right up there because you actually can get a better line of sight when it's pushed back just a little bit. 
from you. you. You just brought up a really great point, and here's another one. Again, these are huge improvements that can be made. If you're using a laptop, do not look down into your laptop camera. If your camera's mounted, do not look down into a camera because it makes you look older. Well, actually, if you have overhead lights shining down on you, it'll cast these really nasty shadows. If you want to eliminate those shadows and look years younger and thinner, simply elevate the camera to the level of your eyes or slightly above. Now, some people can't do that because it's attached to their laptop. Simple physics here, folks. Elevate your laptop. Stack some books up. Bring it up so that the camera is level or slightly higher than your eyes. And again, you're going to look thinner and younger. That will be a huge, huge improvement. So those three tips alone, just on look, will be transformational. So the next letter A is how to act like a pro on camera. And act like a pro is really just all of your behaviorisms, manners, uh, mannerisms, uh, gestures, facial expressions, how you are presenting yourself with movement. So head nods, if you're a host, you wanna nod your head to acknowledge, you wanna gesture naturally, please, folks. You all often ask us, well, how should I gesture? It just gesture yeah. the way you gesture, <laughs> the way when you're natural, when you're in the coffee shop. How do you gesture when you're in a coffee shop? How do you gesture when you're on a stage? It's different for everybody. It's just be yourself, again, back to be. So how to act like a pro is, act like you should appropriately in that circumstance. Okay, the next would be S is how to sound like a pro. And the biggest tip I can give for this, especially if you're doing podcasts, actually, well, if you're doing anything really, you know what? We can cover up video easily. Mm -hmm. Bad video, no problem. We cover it up with B-roll. We put graphics over Mm -hmm. top of it. You cannot fix bad audio. So we gotta get the audio right when we're doing any kind of on-camera, off-camera, audio podcast, Mm -hmm. webcast, livecast, any cast. When you're using, when you're recording it, go with a good microphone. Spend the money and get the proper equipment so that you got great audio. The next thing that goes in alignment with good audio is good, good internet speed and good bandwidth. Hence, I'm right here next to him because Apparently, my audio was going were, in and out. You were freezing up. I was freezing up. Yeah, you, were, you had a lot of frozen going on. But, you know, when we were originally supposed to podcast, I had to cancel on you all because I was at home. And there was horrible, lousy internet. So COVID is not exactly helping people's internet state of mind in most cases. If you ever want to freak out a host, just fake uh, fake freezing up. Just all of a sudden like, eh, oh, they go, oh, no. <laughs> Good for a laugh. You may not be invited back. <laughs> it breaks the tension. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's really breaking the tension of the host, but it breaks your tension. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, and then, okay, and then the last is the T, and this is tech. This is tech. How to use technology to look and sound like a pro on camera, or on a podcast, mm-hmm. again, on any kind of cast that you're doing, mm-hmm. how to use the, pro- the proper technology. So this is all your, we already talked about it, having a good camera, having a good microphone, but this is, could be your accessories. This is your, your computer that you use. This is the chair that you sit on, uh, whether you want uh, tripods or 
different type of supporting arms for your cameras. Lighting. This is all the lighting units. Mm -hmm. And okay, here's a question. I'll give you this because this is a question that comes up often is which light should I use for mm -hmm. at a basic level, which light should I use? Because that can get very overwhelming for people. There's a lot of choices. The short answer is just find a daylight bulb lamp in your house and light your face from the front. Just make sure you close the curtains and don't have windows in your background. That creates backlighting issues where your face is gonna get really dark. So that throws the lighting off. So make sure you close curtains. The best thing that I suggest is put a big curtain right across like I have right here. And for those of you that are listening, you're not seeing it, but for those that are watching this, you'll see just a black curtain covering up the backdrop and that does a whole lot to reduce oh, a lot of, there you I'm go. I'm going to show you all. A halo oh, light. That's exactly where we're going, that's, Stacey. That's our ring lights. That's yeah. exactly what I'm going to suggest. It's just simply low cost. I mean, if the lowest cost is finding that daylight bulb yeah. in your house. But if you want to get a little more fancier, just get a fluorescent ring light. And they go in different sizes. I think like, there's a six inch, an eight inch, 10 inch, 12 inch. There's all the 18 inch. It really all depends on how much lighting strength you need. So how far are you going to be away from the camera? If it's just lighting your face, easily a, a 12 inch ring light would do the job mm -hmm. adequately. And then again, depending if you're doing a standing shoot, but it works really well because yeah. the most important thing is you really want to make sure that your face is well lit when you're going on camera. Well, it's taking away your shadows. It takes away and helps hide lines. It actually makes your skin tones even out. There's so much to be said for good lighting. It can absolutely change the entire experience you have. Um, I had a podcast that I recorded earlier and something was happening. She had you know, lights or windows off to one side and another and the whole room would go dark. And then it would go light again, oh, and then it would go again. dark, and then it would go light again. She couldn't control it, and, and it was fine. But for anyone watching the video podcast of this, you know, our listeners aren't going to care when they listen to this on all the different podcast feeds out there. But if anyone tunes into our video channel, they're going to see that. So there are things that you can control and that you can try to pre-think out, like lighting, that help. Sure, and you know, there's other um, challenges too, for instance, so I just popped in on, on Ray's set here, and you could tell we have different tones, and I'm Asian, and you know, and, and I'm he's, not. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, also too, that, that also takes some time, so if you are doing an interview with someone, you know, try, and we try to test things, but again, you're just doing the best that you can. And even like with Ray's glasses, because if he doesn't have them on, he can't see anything. So, so and even though they're anti-glare, sometimes, you know, there's certain tricks that you can do to tilt it. But in the end, we're just saying, try to up-level your brand so that you do look professional or more professional or at least congruent with your brand. We're not saying you need to become a big, you know, TV studio or anything like that. We're just saying, you know, put some effort into it and you're, it's going to be a night and day difference. And just a little bit of polish, looking at what you're wearing, making sure your hair is done, making sure the background's good. It all adds to the whole effect of your brand. Yeah, and, and let me just add this too. When you feel more confident, just, you know, getting your hair, doing your hair, makeup, um, 
and getting into clothes that you would feel like more professional or, you know, you're, you're presentable, that's going to come through and that's going to help with their confidence. And you're not gonna be worried about, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't curl my hair or whatever, you know, what's on your, on your mind. So it's really about you just feeling comfortable and confident that whatever you're going to say is going to come through. So those are all really, really great insights. I love last. I think that's a really great way to position and remember. Um, and what I also think is, you know, when you're talking about having people learn how to do these things, they do need to practice it. Mm -hmm. So now is a great time with so many people working remote. People could go ahead and set their home office up where they're just mm -hmm. having normal calls on a day-to-day -day basis with their fellow employees or coworkers or whomever and actually start experiencing this and practicing it so that they get the hours of experience before they do have their next interview or live performance somewhere or opportunity to be on a TV show or something along those lines. Definitely. And actually part of our program, we actually have people interview each other um, on as if they did have a, a podcast or a show and it gives them the practice and they get to push the buttons and they get to see, you know, how do I put this graphic up or how do I use this microphone? And I think that's what it comes down to, Stacy. with anything really is the more you do, the more comfortable, like how many podcasts have you done? Like, are you pretty comfortable like with doing, I'm sure you are. <laughs> couple hundred, a little over yeah. a couple hundred or so. And so I don't have, you know, I think the first time I was interviewing guests, I probably prepared for a very long time, overly prepared. All the questions I was going to ask. Oh. So that doesn't happen anymore. You know, I like diving in and understanding who I'm interviewing. I'm still at that point where I want to have some sort of knowledge about who's going to be in front of me. But it's now second nature again enough that if I just yeah. have an understanding of what they're there to talk about, I can go with the flow. And that's taught me how to be a little bit more, less rigid. And that's just it. And I think if you're relaxed, especially as the host, and I always say this when I'm interviewing, um, especially like on the red carpet, a lot of the celebrities don't know what you're gonna ask and they're a little tense and, and they're not sure if you're gonna you know, set them up to do something that they're not comfortable with. But I always say as a host and your first job, which you do very well is right before this interview, is you have a conversation, you're just getting them relaxed, you're just have, getting them to lighten up and smile and laugh, and then you go into your interview because then you have a connection and you do that very well. And that's what I say, really, that's what it happens. What you should do as a host is make your guests feel as comfortable as possible so that they will give you good content and they're not so nervous in, in their head. Yeah, and besides, with podcasts, things can be edited. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's very different. I mean, because I do live TV um, interviews, and that's something that cannot be edited. And that yeah. can be scary. And, you know, getting comfortable in front of a camera, if you can give yourself, you know, through workshops or a practice and get some of that experience before you get in places where you really have millions of people watching you and no one's going to hit the edit button. Yeah. It would be good to have. So I think this is a great time to launch into you have a workshop. You have <laughs> strategies, you teach people. How can people learn more about how they can get skills without having to do it alone? Sure, and we do have a number of different offers, but the easiest way for people to come in, because we don't know really what level you're at, is to come into our mentorship program. And it's like an online, it, it's a workshop, but it's, in, it's basically having unlimited ongoing access to us as your media coaches 
through a weekly live Q&A. Now that doesn't mean we're gonna be coming on camera with you personally, because we do have levels at, at that, at, at, at the higher levels. But I think what, for not knowing where you are, and if you're just somebody that wants to up your game, whether you've never been on camera before, or whether you are a seasoned pro, we know absolutely without question, we can up your game. And that's simply by coming into our free mentorship program. And the free mentorship program is a place where you can, once you're into our membership site, is we will give you two great tools. One is that complete, really long checklist of the BLAST acronym, which was, has tons of tips. And again, we, I didn't want to sound like a techie, geeky trainer guy on this and I probably did anyway with the tips that I shared but there's a whole lot more and we can give you a checklist that you can just go through yourself before you go on to camera and again that's going to be hugely valuable because it will be transformational for you and then the other thing that we will give you access to is our private Facebook group which gives you access to us through anything that you want to know about media. So every Friday, every week, we go on to our private Facebook group and we answer any media-related questions. And you could do that through text or audio or video. You can just come on live if you want and chat with us and ask your questions and we will address your questions there. So that's free and it's real easy to get started. There's no no tricks, no hooks. It's just basically <laughs> you come in and get huge value. And of course, once we feel, once we get a, uh, an idea of what level you're at, because again, everybody's at different levels, we can suggest where you want, where you can go from there. You could go into group coaching programs. You can go into one-on-one -on -one coaching programs, different mentorship levels. But again, this, the starting point for everybody is free. And that you can simply get access by going to vipshowcase.com forward slash m1 so if you just think of mentorship one m1 if that is too much and you can't remember <laughs> that here's another easier way just go to vipshowcase.com right at the top of the page on the home page you'll see a big red button that says join free <laughs> that's it that'll get you in and at that point, you will be able to access us, ask us anything you want to know about media, coaching, training, on-camera, star power, podcasting, webcasting, broadcasting, livecasting, or any <laughs> casting. We're your media coaches. Stay as long as you like. And at worst, if you can't remember that, you're driving, you're walking, you're doing laundry, and you haven't written anything down, all of this will be in our podcast show notes for you to be able to find. Ah, perfect. Right okay. on. That, that makes it pro. super easy, right? Super easy. Yeah. And I mean, we like, like, we like making, making it easy for everyone. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. Easy for the guests, easy for our listeners to find things. A tremendous value of whatever we can do to help make sure that we connect the dots. So okay. what are any last words of parting advice to our listeners on making sure that they look like a celebrity on camera? Okay. Um, there's two parts to that. The first part is if you've never gone on camera before, you need to go on camera. <laughs> that is it. Uh, and what we do when we start working with our clients in our program, 
at the premium level, the first thing I asked is, have you ever gone live before? And almost 100% of the time it's no, for most people do not. Even, even the seasoned business people are still terrified to push the live button, whether it's on YouTube Live or Facebook Live or LinkedIn Live or whatever. You're just so in your head worried about what you're gonna look like. Mm. It is so cathartic for people to just do it the first time. And we have to, we really have to push people. We have to push them out of the nest. And the feedback we get is once somebody does it, they just feel so, so incredibly relieved because it's such turmoil, such the fear will just consume you. And all we do is we say to them, just press live and say anything you want. But the easiest thing to say is just say hi to the rest of the group introduce yourself just say hi and 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 talk about your business a little bit just for a couple of minutes just tell them what you do and and we do that in a private setting in with inside the group but anybody can do it on their profile on facebook just say hi to your friends like hey i'm testing this new thing just saying hi that's the first thing that you need to do because that will be huge because once you've done it one time you can do it the second time Mm -hmm. then the next thing is go through that checklist and continue to make incremental improvements in one area every single time. Just keep going live, go live, go live, go live, go live. Do more podcasts, more podcasts. Once you have a podcast under your belt, we talked about that, stack it, get another one, get another one. Listen to it, examine it. What did I do that could have been done better? And do it better next time. Again, go back to the check sheet, learn the tip, apply it, and you will, I, I'm telling you, in less than 30 days, you're going to look like a pro <laughs> on camera. You will look, I, I'm going to quote one of, our, uh, one of our clients recently said, somebody was really nervous about putting, out their, putting their face out into the public because mm-hmm. they've been doing it behind the private group. And they're really nervous about actually doing it in front of the the real world. And uh, the person said, 90% of the people that are in this program, or I'm sorry, all of the people that are in this program right now are better than 90% of the live videos that are going out there right Mm -hmm. now. And I went, wow, that's huge. And, but it's true. Once you've got a little bit of training behind you, you are going to be better than the majority. So do it. Just do it and keep getting better. That's my two cents. Do you have anything to add, Maria? Uh, I agree. I ditto that. And I think really what I want to say to everyone is you have a message and you may have expertise. You may have something to share that can inspire someone. And I want you to get out of yourself to really tap into why you're here. Why would you want to put out that message? Because there's someone who you can impact, someone you can inspire or change or help along the way. And if you think about that, it's just, it's better for everyone. It's better for the world. So I really encourage you to not focus on, you know, kind of what we went through, but to really focus down on why you need to do this, why you need to get your message out. And I think so many people are so scared about the trolls that are out there or what people might think of them. But the reality is, you know, your point of blast is to be. So if you're authentic and you have heart and you're sharing a message and you're sharing who you are 
and you're not cockadoodle crazy person. Like, you know, you're like a legit person sharing something that you want to have other not people. Oversharing. Experience. Don't overshare. Yeah. 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 No cockadoodle crazies. But you know, people are not there to slam. People are pretty supportive in general, and they're not so judgy. Everyone's not like looking at every video that they see and they're like, oh my God, look at them. Oh my God, look at that. Oh, what did she say? What did he say? So your world, your audience is a lot more forgiving versus who you are. Most people are far less forgiving of themselves. True. Yeah, don't be so critical of yourself. Just go out and, and just share your message. Share who you are. Well, Thank you both so much for coming on today. I really think that your insights and what you shared with our listeners are very beneficial for everyone to learn from. Thank you so much, Stacey. And again, we actually use your websites and your content as teaching points in our program of how to do it right. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's cool to hear. That's really neat to hear. Thank you for that. Stacy, keep being a rock star. We love what you're doing and we'll keep following you and learning from you as well. Appreciate that. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them today. I look forward to chatting with you on our next podcast.